play those chords for me that, that you were playing. I, I heard this. I heard this. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Sing it with us, Jerry. got to say, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever at the workplace. Someone's got to say it on your knees. Someone's got to say it. You said, oh yeah, but I, you know, I've been condemned and I'm not worthy. Listen, that's when you have to say it the most. Actually, you're not saying it because of what you've done. You're not saying it because of your performance. You're saying it because it's true. <laughs> you're saying it because well, of what I, he's done. You said, hold fast to that which you have. 
Hold fast to what? Hold fast to healing. Hold fast to forgiveness. Hold fast to, to um, uh, uh, His glory. Hold fast to Christ is coming again. Yes, the world looks bad, but God's Spirit's moving all over the world. We're not a part of the sham and the shake-up. We're the scam. We're a part of revival in the land. We're a part of revival in the land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And listen, at our services, I don't mind you clapping. There's nothing wrong with clapping. But too often we clap and we don't lift our voice. We use it as, a, as something that is in place of lifting your voice. When your voice is actually the main place that New Testament believers are to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And we are New Testament believers, Amen. aren't we? You know, I, you know, I believe in you know, giving and receiving. I want that receiving part. Well, I believe you know, in being kind to your brother. But I don't believe in lifting my voice. <laughs> Hold the fort. <laughs> you just want what you want. <laughs> but as believers, we believe it all, don't we? Hallelujah. We want it all. There's something about we when the righteous all. rejoice. The Bible said when the righteous do rejoice, there is great glory. When the righteous lift when the their righteous voice. Rejoice. Listen, when the righteous lift their voice, the right people get in office. When the righteous lift their voice, the right people have a voice in the land. When the righteous say, look, hey, I know the truth. I'm going to proclaim it. So this is, a, this is a turn your eyes on Jesus service. I kept hearing that this morning. Just turn your eyes on Jesus. You know, I found out something. What you behold, you become. So we're going to turn our eyes on Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know what you've been looking at or what you came in here looking at, but I do know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if that doesn't breed certainty in your life, well, honey, I ain't got anything better than that. There's a lot of things in this life that change, but everything Jesus has and everything he is remains the same. So look to Jesus. Why don't you be seated? The author and finisher of your faith. And you know, I, 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 just, just one moment. Is there? I, I keep, I, and you know, I could be wrong. I'm just a person, you know, and, and I could miss it. But I would rather do it and miss it, and it's all right. And nobody was hurt. Somebody might get helped. She's not saying she wants to miss it. She's just trying to get you to understand she is not perfect. But that doesn't take a whole lot of stretching, you know, to figure out. But. Was there someone in here this morning, and I, I kept thinking, uh, in your right the, leg, down into your right leg, in your right foot, uh, any part of the, in the right side of your body, your feet, or, or in the back part of your thing, or back part of your, your, your leg, or, or, the, or up in your right leg, has anybody had any problems with, with that? Is that you? Okay, you? Would you come up here real quick? I was just thinking, I want to... to, to to pray for you, yeah, son, you come too. Now, now I, I, I sense this. You know, it, there was a—I don't know what it was. Just line him straight up, ushers, if you would, just so I can get down there on the floor. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was a, an infection or something that's tried to get up into your ears, uh, to, to, especially the left part of your ear. But as Brother Hagen said, if I even get close, come. Uh, but uh, there is a—is um, is that you? What? What's wrong? You have your infection in both ears. Does it hurt? You know, like, and you, it's kind of real. Disc- During praise, I was, was very uncomfortable for you. They hurt really bad. Okay, that's right. That's it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't God wonderful? 
You said, well, yeah, one man said, Lord, I'd love you if it wasn't for these people. <laughs> oh, isn't that the truth? Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, I happen to love people. In fact, one person described me as an evangelist pastor. <laughs> I'm not a pastor, but I love people. I love to be with people. I love to talk to people. I love to, I just love people, period. But I figure Jesus loves people. <laughs> and if we're supposed to be like him. It doesn't mean people will always be lovely. No, 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 no. But you don't love them based on what they do. Oh, no, you never love people based on what they if do. If you do. If, yeah, if you do that, you're you not a very not mature love. Christian. <laughs> And you may not even, you know, like your spouse. Anyway, praise the Lord. Uh, but listen, you have to love them. <laughs> God, listen, God loved you when you were a mess. Really, when you understand that. Oh, isn't it wonderful. Now, there's something else, too, that, that, that um, uh, now, uh, left, in your left knee, around it in your knee part. Now, I could be wrong, but I'd rather say that. Does someone have any problems in your, your your knee, I don't know if it's your kneecap. I don't know if it's a joint there or a muscle or something. Um, and I could miss it. But did someone have? Is that you? Come up here. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I wanted to uh, to go ahead and just pray. And, and we're going to pray again. But I, I just wanted. It seemed like it was quite a bit of uh, discomfort for you. Yeah, yeah. And are you your right your right knee? How about you? Your right leg? Is that your right leg or your left leg? Great. Great. Scott, what are they teaching you now in school? Hallelujah. Boy, they took out the Bible and they took out prayer and then they took out right and left. What else, what else is the government taking out? <laughs> and what is it, honey? Was it your left? Both your knees. Do you have do you need an operation? Or do they say you couldn't have one? You had operation. Praise the Lord, you're so sweet. Can I tell you something? As I was worshiping the Lord today, I, I, I didn't see you when I came in here, but I said, Lord, I said, I was thinking, of, I saw a woman in a wheelchair here this morning, praising the Lord. Now, and I didn't see any. You can, yeah, you can just drop it there. Um, but I, I didn't see you, but I said, Lord, I said, she is praising you in spite of anything that happens, and she'll praise you with her dying breath. That sounds like you, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Annette, will you come hold my microphone if you would? And, and uh, Everybody, just, uh, just pray in the Holy Ghost. Extend your hand forth down here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We believe in miracles, don't we? Miracles happen. Healing happens two, three ways. They happen instantly. They happen as you go. Or they happen later. But we believe that they happen. <laughs> the anointing. Thank you, Lord, for the anointing. The anointing. The anointing. The anointing. The flood in these knees right now. The healing anointing. Father, we put faith in that. Not faith in our works. Not faith in what we've done. Not faith in what we didn't do, but faith in what you did in Calvary through Jesus Christ. Faith in that produces that man walked home. Faith in that. Faith in the name. The name. The name. The name. The name that put God in the flesh. The name that went through.
against hell and the grave. The name that rose. The name. Faith in that name. Not in our name. Not in our screaming. Not in our sing. No. Faith in the name of... Oh, there goes the anointing. Woo! There goes the anointing right there. <laughs> Now there goes the anointing right there. Anointing. In the name. In the name. In the name. I could gain the world with all its treasure. Oh, Jesus. prefer you lift your hands and lift your voice. Don't go anywhere. I prefer you lift your hands and lift your voice. Give him honor. Give him glory. Give him glory. Are you a Yankee? You're talking so fast. I always do. <laughs> She's a teenager. Oh, what happened? It just—it's been hurting for like over a year now. And the doctor told me I've had an ear cold and I've had infections. And I can hear completely out of it for the first time in a year. Did you hear? Did you understand what she did you said? Did you understand what she said? Okay, why don't you say it? Say it again. She said she had infections um, and hurting for a year. Say it again. Say it like a preacher. I've had infections in both ears. This one I lost hearing in last year from an ear cold. And I've had problems hearing out of it since, which was over a year ago now. And I can finally hear out of it completely. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember what I told you? Glory. Lift your hand, lift your voice. Glory, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory, glory to God. Devil, devil, I bind you. You had to loose her and you had to let her go. So, Father, I thank you for the anointing that will come on her, Lord. I thank you that she's going to stay in your presence and study. And there goes a healing anointing that's coming on her again, not just for you, honey, but for others. And that she'll recognize the lies of the devil, and she'll refuse 
refuse to have him attach himself to her body. And she'll be such a fired up witness for you, Lord. I, I see, I, I see, oh my, Machiadoso Corda, I see, Benito Rosso. Be very, very careful who you date. Are you married? Huh? Okay. All right. Just make sure he loves God as much as you do. love the Lord with all your heart? Absolutely. As much as Lois does? Yes. What's the basis of your marriage? Jesus. 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 Um. You alone can fill the earth. I could gain says the place where they were assembled the place where they were assembled was shaken now when I looked up that word place it's, it's where we get our it's the word topos and actually it's where we get our word topography you know is that the right word you know where you when you see a, a top how do you say topographic map you know it's got all the hills and valleys and all that you know it but actually it means more than just a place it, it, it is actually the significance of the place is because it's occupied. And not only is it occupied, it's occupied by people who recognize the opportunity. Are y'all with me? In other words, we're not just here, you know, shouting here just because, you know, we could shout anywhere. No, we're shouting here. We're actually with the voice of triumph with the voice of victory and the bible says in psalms 8 that he has actually put a song of praise in our mouth to stop the plan of the enemy 
Did you know that? And so it is this place, but it's more than, you know, some people say, well, it doesn't really matter the place. You know, we don't need to do anything here. It's just, you know, we're, well, you got to understand something that you, there are places that actually cause a different response. You know, you respond differently to God in a place where people honor him than you do in a place where people revile him. You're probably not going to preach too much on drunkenness in a bar, if you know what I mean. You understand? This is a place that has been, well, I'm not talking about you. You're going to probably have a hard time getting up and running. I'm not saying you can't do it, but in places where people will not reverence it and respect the move of God. But I don't know about you. I feel like I'm in a place where people are hungry. I feel like I'm in a, listen, we're not here because, you know, the library wasn't open, you know. We're here in this place, occupying this place, because we recognize an opportunity has come to us. I like to tell people this. You didn't choose this day. It chose you. Listen, you didn't choose this day. Listen, it's not just like you sitting back going, okay, God, let's, you know, get get involved with my plan. No, no. You're not getting involved. He's not getting involved with your plan. You're getting involved with his plan. Do you understand? It changes the foundation, honey. I'm telling you right now. And then when you get in that place, listen, when you recognize that place, listen, Jesus said, no, no, you didn't choose me. He said, I chose you. In other words, you didn't come to this day. This day came to you. And I don't know if you recognize it or not, but we are in a place where I would say the air is pumped full of the divine opportunity and the power that comes because Jesus is alive. And when we take a hold of that, just like they did in Second Chronicles, they took a hold of it, literally a place that had been made for destruction was turned into a place of deliverance. I believe that's exactly what's happening in your lives this day. I don't know what the devil's trying to do, but I know when you put your eyes on him, that God can take that very same place and cause deliverance to come. And it's here, right now. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going. So let the weak say I am strong. Let the silent rejoice in what I've done. I've put in your mouth a new song. Don't resist that which the Spirit of God is working in you this day, but yield into it humbly obedience and consider, oh God, the magnify the greatness of His name. If you'll test your, set your eyes off, if you'll put, if you'll quit uh, beholding those things that cause you to fear you'll rise up with new power and ability for the coming year and you won't stand back and wonder oh I didn't think it could ever change but instead you will see and be recognized as one who believes in the power of his name 
and he'll work it in your life. He'll work it in your home. He'll work it in your city. He'll work it in where you're going. And you'll not even know the importance of that decision this day until you look back from another place and understand the power to obey. So don't hesitate. For the power of God is here. Nothing is too hard for him. Believe it and draw near. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. If you receive it, just lift your hands and just begin to thank him. The most the evidence that you've re- the evidence that you give that you've it, received something is thank thankfulness. You. Thank you. Lord. You say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for setting me free. Thank you, Lord, for relieving you, all my anxiety. Thank you, Lord, for giving thank me a you, Lord, new song. A song of praise to oh, my God. I will not be silent. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Jesus I will not sit back and wonder Jesus what heals. is. But I will Jesus rise heals. up in the power I and strength of Jesus and I what he's done. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Sit down for just a moment. I know what time it is, but I want to read you one scripture. This is one of those scriptures that, you know, um, Cindy and I met in a nightclub. Let's see, 1976, is that right? 76, so it's been 30 years. And, uh, I was a backslidden Southern Baptist. I used to tell people I knew I had a home in heaven. I just didn't know heaven had a home in me. But I began to find out the reality of what it meant. And instead of letting my body tell me what to do, I began to tell it. Do you know that's the secret of actually living in the will of God? You have to tell it what to do. And so, so there were a few scriptures in, in throughout. There actually, now there's many more, but... They just, I kind of hung my hat on them. You know what I mean? They just helped me when everything else, I didn't know what else to do. I didn't even understand what all it meant, but I just stayed with it. And I found out something. If you won't abandon God, he'll never abandon you. He will never abandon you. And there's a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 where uh, Paul is writing to the church. I like that he's writing to the church, he says. You know, you, I think it's very interesting. People think, well, I don't hear God saying anything today. Well, Revelation said he's speaking to the churches. He said, if anyone has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. Some people focus on the gifts. And if you focus on the gifts, you'll never understand the call. You know what I mean? It's like fo- focusing on the evangelist without understanding the call that actually gives us an evangelist. (laughs) Uh, You're focusing on the wrong thing. It'll make you self-conscious and not God-conscious. But as you begin to focus on what God has done, the foundation never changes. You know, methods change, but principles never do. They not only cause the sun to come up and the moon to, to rise at night and the sun to set in the west, or it sets in the... It sets in the west. That's always been hard for me. Rises in the east, sets in the west. I got to remember, sets in the west. But, yeah, I know. I guess I've been, had the same teacher. But anyway, there are principles of the, of, tru- of the truth of God's word that never change. 
And it's like a piece of a jigsaw puzzle, you know. You may not have all the pieces, but if you get the right ones in the right place, then the other ones will connect around it. You know what I'm saying? And this is one of those pieces. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, we were talking about the power of God. He says in verse 18, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. I like that. One translation says, it is the very power of God. Let me find it here. Hang on a second. I like my computer sometimes. It says, I know, uh, he says, we are being saved. We recognize the message as the very power of God. And then he goes on and he says this, because he wants you to understand the power of the, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, we're called to announce that message to the world. That there's healing for the sick. There's, there's, uh, there's help for the hurting. There, there's freedom for the bound. There's release for those who are in captivity. We're just to announce it. You say, yeah, but what about Joe? And what about Mo? And what about everybody else? You say, well, listen, I don't know about Joe. And I don't know about Mo. And I don't know about all them. But I do know this. The power of God is released through the announcing of the message. What you do with it is your choice. But God's message never changes. And then he says this now. This will help float your boat. Listen to this. He says, uh, uh, I'll do, he says uh, for the message of the cross is to, foolish to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. And then it is written, I'll destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Uh, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe it. He said, listen, it has nothing to do with how much knowledge you can accumulate, how smart or how ignorant you are. All that matters is that you believe the message of the gospel. Your, uh, your ignorance or your education is not an asset or a liability. It's about whether you believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now watch, I'll make my point and I'll make it real, real quick here because look at this. He says, for the Jews require a sign, the Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block to the Greeks, foolishness. There's a lot of things you could say here, but he just says, but to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, your calling, what God has called you to do is not based on your strengths or your weaknesses. It's based on the power of God. The wisdom and power of God. God told me this a couple years ago. We were in Canada and they were having some, you know, difficulties with certain ways. And I heard this statement in my heart and it's just been one of those. I never tried to remember it. It's just kind of like my address, you know. I can't forget it. The strength of the plan of God is greater than the weaknesses of the people who are a part of it. Base your doctrine on the strength of the plan of God and not on the weaknesses of the people who are a part of it. Well, I tell you, I got a twinkle in my eye. Because, you know, you've been preaching for 30 years. You can see some stuff. But you know what? I don't look at the stuff you've done. I look at the stuff God's done. And I know the stuff God's done cannot be changed by the stuff you've done. His stuff is unchangeable. He'll take your stuff and change it with his stuff. 
Now that's the message of the gospel. You don't think it's true? Listen, watch this. He says, uh, for you see, you're calling not many wise according to the flesh. I love this part. Verse 26, you see, you're calling brethren, not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the weak, the foolish things of the world. Now I got this. I think I got this from Rick Renner. Foolish means moron. (laughs) God has chosen the morons of this world. Oh, y'all aren't laughing now, are you? To put to shame the wise, God has chosen the weak things of the world. The weak things of the world, literally, uh, the the King James says base. It means not publicly presentable. (laughs) We need to go stealth. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't want to look at that. Not publicly presentable. And then he says, and the things, uh, the weak things of this world, uh, he... He's chosen the weak things of this world to put the, to, to shame the things which are mighty and the base things. Oh, this, okay. Base means not publicly presentable. Weak means comatose. So he's chosen morons who are comatose and not publicly presentable. Make y'all feel good about being here today? Oh, yeah, I just called you a moron and you're laughing about it. Okay. But listen, but watch this now. Because if you just look at that, you think all, all that God wants are stupid, ignorant, weak, ugly people. That's the only people that qualify. That's not even the point. You got, the, you got your eyes on the wrong thing. The point is not how weak you are. The point is how strong he is. It's got nothing to do with it. He said to bring, he says, uh, uh, the things which are nothing, the things which are not to bring to nothing, the things that are. He says, verse 29 pretty much sums it up, that no flesh should glory in his presence. That's where all the knots are. That's where all the problems are in your flesh. But listen, you're looking at the wrong thing. Listen to me. Listen, if you don't control your flesh, it will control you. But listen to me, when God looks at you, he sees all those knots on your flesh, you moron, you publicly unpresentable comatose person. He sees you, and yet when he looks at you, he doesn't quit. Why does he not quit? I'm so glad you Because he tells us exactly why he doesn't quit. Verse 30, this verse 30 and 31, these were like, you know, this just became my address. I'm telling you, this was just, if you ask me who I was, this was one of those things that I could tell you just as sure as my hair is brown. And it still is. And my, you know, this was what I knew was true about me. And it wasn't because I was not, you know, a person. I like to say, you know, I was not perfect, but I was progressing. Why was I progressing? Not because I took a hold of my weakness, but because I took a hold of his strength. Listen, everybody in here has got things you could, you know, if you don't understand what God has done, you will. You'll think that's just not publicly presentable. I just can't, you know, that's something we just need to hide away. We don't even know what to do with that. Yeah, that's the way you'll feel until you know what God has done. And then you take what God has done, and instead of all of your uh, uh, reasons to back off, you'll just have, you'll do just like what verse 30 says. This is one of my favorite scriptures. It says, but of him. I like the way it starts off with the word but. That means there's some other facts you need to consider here. Instead of just considering all of your little issues, you need to consider this. But of him, speaking of God, are you, talking about you, In Christ Jesus, 
Okay, now wait a minute. That means something has changed. What has God done in Christ for you? Watch this now. Who of God, that's talking about Christ of God, has been made unto us. Has been made. That means he made Jesus to be for us. Oh, now this is wild. I'm telling you, this will make anybody, anywhere, anytime, get up, throw your shoulders up, lift your head up, and walk forward and actually possess the promise of God instead of sitting on the edge of your opportunity and thinking it's just not worth it. I can't handle it. It's just too much. I quit. You will quit if you take a hold of anything but the promise of God. You will quit. But if you take a hold of the promise of God, God's not a quitter. And he said, he has made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Say, I don't even know what those words mean. You know, it's kind of like I was getting ready to get on the plane the other day. And they were calling for, it was, we were flying on a, a continental, we don't normally fly on continental, we normally fly on American. And so they called, they said, uh, the elite class can now board, continental elite class. And so I walked up to the guy with my ticket and I said, you know, I have no idea if I'm in elite class or not. Can you tell by looking at my ticket? And he took my ticket and he looked at me, he said, if you don't know, you're probably not. <laughs> Guess what? I was not. And I thought to myself, boy, that's the way it is when you, when you begin to experience. You say, what does it mean, uh, what, what God has done for us in Christ? Do I know what that means? I say, well, if you don't know, you probably don't. When, you say, when, I, when I read the word uh, sanctification, righteousness, wisdom, sanctification, and redemption, you say, well, do I know what that means? You know, if you can't tell me what it means, you probably don't know what it means. And if you don't know what it means, I will guarantee you, you'll be riding at the back of the plane. You know what I'm saying? God's calling for the elite class and you think you don't qualify. That's right. But I'm telling you, he has made you. God made us in Christ. One translation says, God, for our benefit, God made Christ to be wisdom itself. He's the one who made us acceptable to God. He made us pure and holy. He gave himself to purchase our freedom. I found out something about living holy. It's a whole lot easier to live holy when you know you've been made holy. And so he says this. There's some people say, you know, what do you talk so loud for? Because I'm a witness. And I got to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me, God. (laughs) But so you put up all of your weaknesses, all of your moron not publicly presentable, comatose life, and you put it up, you could say it like this. Weakness plus God is greater than strength without God. Ignorance plus God is greater than wisdom without God. What makes the difference? God. So he says this. When you say uh, wisdom, righteous sanctification and redemption, so that, I love this, so that as it is written, he who boasts, 
or he that glories, let him glory in the Lord. The New Living Translation says, the person who wishes to boast should boast only of what the Lord has done. Glory to God. What has the Lord done with his power? He's given us a new life. He's given us freedom where there was bondage. It's not something complicated, but it is very important. And I'm asking you this morning to take a hold of it. And whatever else you've had a hold of, let it go. Let it go. And take a hold of the promise of God. You could say this, let the promise of God take a hold of you. You say, what do you want? Boast in the Lord. What does that mean? That means that when I'm talking to you, I'm not saying, listen, listen, if all you focus on, you will become what you behold. And if you focus on those problems long enough, listen, you will delay the obedience that God has brought you to for this day. And if you delay long enough, now listen, you may be real concerned about running out of money. And you know, I'm not saying that it's something not to consider, but I want to tell you something you might want to consider more. You are going to run out of time. I don't know if you'll run out of money, but I do know you will run out of time. And so I say what he said in, I believe it's a first Corinthians seven, Paul, he said, this, this is my point. The time is short. Don't delay your obedience to God. Don't live too close to this world. Don't let the pleasure of this world take up all your attention because it's passing away. But the word of God endures forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We hope you've enjoyed this message by Lois Toucher and Cindy Duvall of Shekinah Glory Ministries. For more information about Shekinah Glory, log on to our website at www.shekinahglory.com. There you'll find our entire catalog of teaching materials, music CDs, and books, all available for online purchase. The website also offers our daily devotional, updates from the road, and our ministry itinerary so you can pray for us as we travel throughout the United States and overseas. You can also join our mailing list in order to receive regular newsletter updates of ongoing ministry projects. Thank you and God bless you for your support of Shekinah Glory Ministries. We couldn't do it without you. Truly, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall fill all the earth. This is Ray Toucher, speaking for Shekinah Glory Ministries. Thank you and God bless you.